There's a reason many professional riders are such big fans of Neutrino's Pro Force feeds. Winners align themselves with winners, and they know choosing high-quality nutrition is one of the biggest ways to give their horses a leg up in the arena. ProForce is the only feed on the market with rebound technology that helps your horse recover faster so you can keep winning. All ProForce products also include marine source calcite to support gastric health and help maintain normal stomach pH. Visit NutrinaWorld.com for more information. Fuel the win with ProForce. I am. I am. I am. I am a young. I am a young. I am a young. I am. And I am a young black. A young black. Young black. A young black. Black. Black equestrian. 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 Black equestrian. Equestrian. Black equestrian. Equestrian. Black equestrian. I'm a young black equestrian. I am a young black equestrian. <laughs> Hey, 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 YBE fam. Welcome to Young Black Equestrians, the podcast with your host, Abriana Johnson. Y'all, today's episode is episode 100 of Young Black Equestrians, the podcast. One, zero, zero. Honey, and I was preparing my notes for today, and really trying to think about what is it, what, what do I like? What is what is worth talking about for episode one hundred? What is something that I just want to you know look back and reflect on and share with the fam, right? And so I, I thought about it. I thought, ha- I thought about having like, I mean, all of the guests are special, but I thought about having like another guest, like just someone who, you know, reaching out to someone who is kind of like big in the game. And I just thought, I mean, I just had so many ideas. I thought about doing a live episode. I just, there's so much, so many ideas happened. Um, but I decided to take it back. I I decided to take it back. Um, a very good friend of mine, um, you know, was talking about the vision for this podcast and for the future. And they said, you know, I remember from your first episode, what you talked about and what it is you wanted to cover. And I think you need to go back to that. So Um, I did. I did. I went back because there was so much excitement and so much, um, you know, just anticipation for where this podcast would go and what it would mean to build a platform like this. And I wanted to get some of that back. I wanted to, to see what, you know, three years ago. Oh, that's the other thing. Not only is this episode 100, February 28th marks the three-year anniversary of YBE. First episode was published February 28th, 2019. Now, um, you know, I have not been doing social media really heavy um, the last few months. You know, I show up for Winter Circle Wednesday every week. 
Um, but it's just between, you know, my work and my capacity. Um, it just hasn't really been a priority for me. And so looking back and really just wanting to acknowledge how far this platform has come and how, how supportive the YBE fam has been is just, it's just insane. It's insane to see how impactful this platform has been on my life and the lives of others, I would hope. So, um, this episode, I am going to be sharing with you. I keep thinking of things. Um, at first there were 15, then I trying to whittle down, whittle them down into 12, but then I just thought of, um, another thing. So let me write that down real quick. So in this episode, I am going to be talking about the things that I've learned over the last three years, a hundred episodes in all of the different events and um, opportunities that um, I've had and just really reflecting on uh, what it means to be here and how you can, you can start, you know, today you can, you can start whatever it is that you want to start today and look back and, um, really see the progress that you have made. So, um, let's get into it. All right. The very first thing that I learned on this journey for YBE was that you have to create the, the table, the, the change, the, the impact, the platform. You have to create what you want to see. You have to embody what it is you want to see because the more... I, I, I felt a welling in me, you know, and looking back or listening back to the first episode, I remember feeling a welling inside of me, a welling of frustration and just like confusion and just like, what is going on? Why is no one having the conversations that are important to my community? Um, I remember that, that angst and that anxiety and just saying, all right, like no one else is doing it. So it'll be me. I'll do that. I'm fine with that. You have to, sometimes you have to do that. Sometimes you have to be the one to create that change, whether it's, you know, on a broad scale or locally, you know, your, your voice is valuable and your opinions are valuable to somebody and so in sharing those things that is how you find the community that you are looking for and that you are um really just wanting to attract and to build conversation with so 
number one, you're going to have to create the table. You're going to have to create the change. I think Mahatma Gandhi has a, a quote similar to that effect. But I just want to stress the fact that, you know, starting where you are, starting locally, starting in your own communities is very important if, if that's something that's possible for you. Because sometimes we get to a point, especially with the internet, we have so much access to information. We get to know things about something that's happening thousands of miles away. And we're like, wow, like if only, if only, if only, you know, think about what it is that you are truly wanting and what it is, what that change looks like and see how you can start to, to encourage that in your own community. And that's where you're going to start see the most, um, the most impact and, and the most change that you can benefit from. That's number one. <laughs> oh still number one one b um in the in the fact that we can see things that are happening to other people thousands of miles away by using social media and online digital platforms um just know that it's not everything you know there are a lot of um social media is really a highlight reel of what is going on in people's lives in organizations in communities they don't share the bad things. And even if they do share the bad things, they are specifically curated to develop some sort of narrative. And that's just the way that it is. It's just the way that it is. So don't, um, this goes into number two. You cannot compare yourself to what you see. You cannot compare your day one to someone else's day 20. I've seen new podcasts coming out, you know, you cannot compare your episode one through 10 to now my episode 100. I cannot compare my episode 100 season three to someone else's 20 years in the game, building their platform and building their community. Comparison gets us nowhere, but stuck in what we think should be and not what it actually is. And so number two, I realized that not only can I not compare my journey to someone else's, I cannot allow someone else co to compare their journey to mine. And so I've, you know, I've heard different comments, you know, from, from people sometimes, um, you know, about the success that this platform has had and what it has really changed into with the different changes that have happened. <laughs> and I just am so thankful for where I am today and so appreciative to learn all those lessons because they weren't lessons that I was um, wanting to learn. That wasn't what my goal was on this journey. That is just what happened because of that pursuit. And I am just so very appreciative of that because I have learned so much and I have grown so much in the last three years that it would not, it would not have happened if I decided to either be defeated or just not say anything about 
how I was feeling and how I wanted to continue to cultivate and build a community. It is okay to acknowledge people and to learn from them and to see what they're doing and say, wow, I really love that. I really want to do something similar. By all means, do it. Like there is, you know, we start getting into this, this kind of algorithmic cycle of seeing people who look like us sometimes, especially if you are on the online space a lot like me, and you start to feel like there's a lot. Literally, if, if what you see on the interwebs um, is if you feel overwhelmed, like you found a lot of people, keep going, keep going. Cause first of all, a lot of people are not on the internet <laughs> or they're not on the internet in the ways that, you know, others are. And at the end of the day, you know, there are still under like 5% minority farmers in this country. There are still, Yusef has numbers that are still stupid low for minorities in their membership community. There are still just incremental percentages of rodeo cowboys and cattle farmers. Like there's not a lot. So don't get to thinking that when you start finding more community and you're like, wow, I'm, there's so many people there's, you know, there, I think there's, there's almost 400 people in the YBE fam, um, Facebook group, but that we, that's not a lot, y'all. That's not a lot. So don't, don't feel like you have gotten to a point where like, wow, there's a lot of us, like all of us need to be here and there needs to be more coming, you know? if we're going to really enact some, some institutional change and some real, you know, generational change, which is kind of where I'm starting to refocus when it comes to this work. Number three, you do not have to be the diversity champion simply because you are a minority. You do not have to be the, the champion or the voice of diversity in your community because you are a minority. A lot of times um, people in the majority will say, oh, oh, you're here. Well, how do you feel? Well, what do you think? Well, how can we um, make a change in our community? You don't have to carry that burden of that voice. You don't have to. A lot of times we, we feel like we need to because we are the only one and you don't have to. You can speak from your own experience, but you don't have to be this, this diversity championing person that has to speak for everybody. That comes with responsibility and it does, it comes with more anxiety. <laughs> and so when we are dealing with horses and dealing with, you know, what we want to do in this community, what we want to, whether it be professionally or just as a hobby, if you want to be an athlete and you want to compete, you don't have to be the diversity champion or the diversity voice. Likely you wouldn't be compensated for it. And it brings, um, sometimes it can um, compartmentalize your experience 
instead of you just saying, hey, I just want to go. I just want to compete and I want to win. I don't want to kick out everybody else's ass. And that's okay. You don't have to be the diversity champion just because you were the minority in your space. Number four. Kind of piggybacks off that. Even if you are okay with being the diversity champion, don't be afraid to stir these people's pots. Okay? Don't be afraid. Because I went through this period of, especially after the murder of George, George Floyd, where everyone wanted to amplify, amplify, amplify. And it was like, amplify, but not like that. Like, let's amplify your voice. But, oh, I didn't know he was going to say that. No, forget all that. Forget it. Forget all that. Okay? Don't be afraid to challenge even the ideas of the people that look like you. Because there is so much learning that we all can still do. You know, don't be afraid to stir the pot because it brings up conversations that people are afraid to have. It provides new perspective and it kind of takes the, 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 the veil off. Like a lot of times when we see the amplification of black voices, it's, it's the black voices that are palatable. And the black voices that are, that are, you know, one, I mean, it can go many ways. One, oh, I don't see color. We're all the, like, no, Mm-mm. okay, you go over there. And then it's the, you know, this is my experience, but I think things are really changing. They're really on the up and up. Or it's then the, okay, you guys are doing all this amplification and you're doing all of this showcasing to help build your own platform, but there is actually no institutional change. Your boards look the exact same. Your funding goes to the exact same places. So what is a social media post? What is an email blast? What is a creating a grant when people have to do things that they do not have the resources for to receive it. How that makes sense? What is creating of these opportunities when you have to hop, skip, and then jump to get through it? What is that? And it's incredibly frustrating to see the um it's like, I don't know. I have like this analogy of a butter knife. It's like, I just, I just want it smooth. I just want it smooth. Have you ever tried to spread butter with a steak knife? (laughs) It's difficult. It's difficult, but a steak knife will actually cut some. Okay. You can't cut a steak with a butter knife, you know, unless it's just like cooked amazingly well. And it's just super soft but that's not there nor there. Don't be afraid to stir the pot. Don't be afraid to stir the pot in your community when you're in interactions with different brands, you know, when you are showing up for yourself, how in whatever capacity, don't be afraid to stir the pot, but understand that sometimes that may come with consequences and then 
you just deal with those as they come. Number five, you, yes, you, you listening, you watching, deserve to be compensated for your contributions to someone else's platform. You deserve. You deserve. If it's not like a mutually beneficial situation, if it's not like, oh my gosh, I just really like, just really love this XYZ. So I'm good with it. Like you deserve to be compensated for your contributions. And that I I wrote that specifically in mind for the brand collaborations. I just know that there's a lot of a lot of parents and a lot of kids looking for sponsorships and things like that. Um, you know, when you are working at this level where you start getting compensated for your voice and your image, I just want you to know that like you deserve that. Don't be afraid to ask for that. Don't be afraid to advocate for yourself and don't be afraid to um, understand what your role is. But also keeping in mind, you know, I I have gotten to the point where I am looking for something else. You know, I'm looking for actual systemic and institutional impact from my contributions, not just thank you for this pair of breaches. I don't even wear breeches. <laughs> you deserve to be compensated for your contributions to someone else's platform to make them look good, to make them look like they are being diverse. You deserve that. Number six, this industry and this community is much smaller than you think. Like I said before, you is like, oh, wow, I'm starting to see all of these people. This is great. There's so many of us. And it's like, no, nah, not really. Not really. It's not that many of us. It truly isn't. It's not that many. <laughs> and so this community is so small. So word travels fast, truly. Um, I've just, there's just been so many instances. It's like when people come and say, I don't know if you know so-and-so. And it's like, yeah, I actually do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know them. We go back. Mm-hmm. And it's just a beautiful moment because it's like, yeah, I do know them. I network my behind off. I connect with people to make sure that they understand, you know, who I am as a person and what kind of impact I'm trying to make. And even if they can't help me make that impact, they might know somebody who can. And I love that. I love that. And so not only is this industry small, but it's the perfect opportunity to network and connect with people and see how you can support someone else. You know, I know people literally all over the world because of this platform. I look at the podcast analytics and I look at some of the emails and DMs that I get. And it's like, hey, here from New Zealand, here from South Africa, here from Bermuda, 
You know, there's, I never would have expected that my voice would get that far. But even then, even, you know, within the United States, traveling around the country and knowing that there is likely somebody in the YBE fam that I could connect with when I get there is mind blowing and awe inspiring. And I am just so thankful for that. So this community is really small. But it's really beneficial to connect with everyone you can. Number seven, it is okay to change your mind, regroup, reevaluate, reset, whatever journey it is you're on. Every, the, at the start of every season, I go through and sit down and this is season six, by the way, season six, year three, episode 100. At the start of every season, I sit down and say, okay, what is it that, what kind of story do I want to tell this year or this season? What kind of audience do I want to hit? What kind of people do I want to reach? What kind of connections do I want to form? And I come up with, with, you know, things to talk about because of that, based on the different questions that I'm getting via email, um, the different opportunities that have been presented. You know, I went up to Buffalo, Buffalo Soldiers unveiling at West Point. And I just, there were so many people I was able to connect with there and really to just talk about YBE and how, you know, these Buffalo Soldiers, their history is like, is told, but not really, because there's still a lot of, um, you know, racism. There's still a lot of racism and lack of accountability by the U.S. government, the U.S. military, um, with that whole situation. So um, it's okay to to regroup and reevaluate and reset and say, okay, you know, if you want to switch disciplines, if you want to switch horses, you know, I'm, I've never been someone to tell someone else that they need to keep a horse forever. My horses, I keep forever, but I was very intentional about getting them. <laughs> um, but if you, you know, want to do a different discipline and you need a horse that actually will do that discipline, then go for it. Find your horse at home that they want to be in that they can be given a job or if they don't want no job they won't have a job you know it is okay to reset and regroup when it comes to to platforms or journeys or you know the work that you do it is okay to reevaluate and say no i don't want to do this anymore i want to change my mind that is okay I done that. I did that. I, you know, quit my job in the middle of a pandemic. And that allowed me to do a lot more intentional work when it comes to YBE because I didn't have to sit at a desk or work with dogs and cats for eight hours a day. So, um, yeah, I mean, you really, it is okay to change your mind. 
and people may miss you, but that is still your prerogative and I'm here for it. I am here for it. All right. Number eight, people will underestimate what it takes to do what you do, whether it's riding horses and they're like, Ooh, horses, that's not a sport. All you do is sit there, him and huh? Blah, 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 blah. Nobody wants to hear that, okay? People will underestimate what it takes to do what you do. People have underestimated grossly what it takes to uh, produce this podcast, to source guests, schedule, record, edit, upload, design graphics, and then promote on social media. Um, yeah, people have underestimated that grossly. <laughs> so, you know, sometimes I find myself like having to really explain like, I'm swamped. I'm a one woman team have been for quite some time. And you know what? This is what you're going to get today. This is what you're going to get. People will underestimate it, but that doesn't diminish the value that you bring. It does not diminish the work that you have already done. People will underestimate your commitment to showing up for your horse to, you know, I got to feed them this particular way. The research that goes into choosing what kind of feeds are appropriate. The research into, you know, what kind of environment would be best suited. I had a horse that, um, not, I had a horse, Lord have mercy. It's the same horse as Maestro, but I had him at one barn and I could not, he's barefoot. I could not get his feet to stop cracking. Oh my God, it was so bad. And my fairy was like, look, girl, we might have to put shoes on this bad boy because this thing is, is wild. It is wild. He was just a two-year-old. I'm like, but I'm not, I'm not even going to be riding him for another year. I'm not putting shoes on him. And so we ended up moving to a different barn, not, not specifically because of that, but I noticed we moved to an area where it was not nearly as rocky and his feet did fantastic. So you can change your environment and thrive. It is okay to make that change. People under, underestimate what it takes for you to do that, but it's okay to do that. It's okay to um, acknowledge the work that you've put in. And if people want to underestimate that, that's on them. As a rider, safety is part of your routine. It's second nature. Does that mean safe isn't exciting? Or could safe actually make everything else possible, like jumping higher or running to rope that calf? Safe gives you the freedom to ride the way you love. And SAFE provides the controlled starch and guaranteed amino acids to give you confidence your horse's needs are met. Make SAFE exciting with SAFE Choice Feeds. Learn more about the full lineup at NutrinaWorld.com slash SAFE Choice. Number nine. Number nine. Oh, I feel like this is kind of kind of goes with stirring, stirring up the pot. I should have added those together. But number nine is continuing to challenge the norms. And the more you challenge the norms, the more you spark conversation. Um, 
especially for Black women, when we speak up or are passionate about what it is that we're saying, we're often seen as aggressive and, you know, not willing to listen and not open for discussion. And that is not the case. That is not the case. A lot of people, the majority, don't like to be challenged on their beliefs. And they feel like unless they are being placated to, especially if they call themselves an ally, that you don't like them or you are not willing to have a conversation. And boo, tomato, tomato, tomato. <laughs> that was like my favorite TikTok sound at this point. Um, don't be afraid to continue continue to challenge what other people see as normal, even if it comes from allies, even if they, you know, say that they are here to support you, you know, if there is a difference in opinion, it is okay to talk about it. And you can be as passionate as you want. I realized a long time ago that my goal is not palatability. My goal you know, for this platform and for life is not to be palatable, is not to be a saltine, is not to be easily digestible. It is to spark conversation and create change that is long lasting and impactful for people that look like me. So the more that you have conversations about what it means to be you and how your um how your journey is important and nuanced um the more you will run into these situations where people feel um you know challenged or like like you sharing your journey is a reflection of theirs and it's like nah that's part of the problem is that you think that <laughs> that's part of the problem my friends um I in going back and listening to the first episode I really had to or I really had the opportunity to kind of realize the conversations that I wanted to have again and it was kind of what I was feeling in my heart like that same kind of tightness and and frustration like ah, I don't feel like like what am I really trying to say again let me kind of reconvene um it's you know I want to have conversations from people that look like me in their area of expertise I am past the point of explaining or storytelling my existence or experience in just that and just what does it mean to be a black equestrian well at this point there's a hundred episodes that you can listen to and grasp that information at this point I am, this, this goes into number 10 
own your story, your narratives, and your image. I am really, I mean, I'm just really tired of, of that question. What does it mean to be a Black horsewoman? What does it mean to be a Black cowgirl? If that question was turned around, it would be weird. It would be weird. I feel like there are bigger questions that we can ask now. And we're at in 2022, you know, we are past the, hey, I'm here. And we're into the, now that I'm here, what change is going to be made? One, it's not my responsibility to, um, to make the change in systems and institutions that are designed to oppress people that look like me. Ain't my job unless I'm getting paid for it. And many times people don't want to pay. So it's like, what conversation can we have about how to increase the number of Black businesses in the horse industry? I created the Black Equestrian Network, which is now called YBE Connect. And it was the first step that I thought of to at least put them on the map, literally put them on the map and say, these are out here. You know, the, we may not see them because we're not local and they may not have, you know, the online presence that makes them easily searchable, but they, they're here. They're here and you can find them here. And it's just a resource for that. But template, just because you build a resource doesn't mean it'll be used efficiently. And so I've learned that in this, this journey. It's like, okay, so what next? What can we do to bring more opportunities this way? What can we do to support and and grow these these people these businesses what can we do to support the the people that are taking on these leadership positions in these organizations that are historically known for not having diversity knowing that when you go into these organizations you don't you're not always going into an environment that is conducive for your success. How can we support them? When you are allowing people to take pictures of you and allowing people to tell your story, absolutely get it before it's published. Say, okay, I need to make sure that you're telling my story correctly. I need to make sure that the images that you captured of me represent me because I've seen a lot of publications as where it's like, wow, like, you know, we talk about like with Serena Williams and how she, um, you know, did not have makeup artists or photographers who were really uh, had any expertise in photographing or lighting or doing makeup for black women. Foundation didn't match, angles all off, lighting, trash, same with Simone Biles. The same thing happens to us in the horse industry it's like okay let's see how we can do this better 
let's see how, what kind of support, what kind of um, agency that we can have over our own stories and our own images so that we are portrayed in the way that we want to be portrayed. Not this dark doom gloom simply because they don't know how to light you properly. So um, own your story and your narrative and your image. Own it. That is you. And the last thing that you want is for it to be shared or misconstrued or your words taken out of context um, because you didn't feel comfortable, you know, having that agency. So I, this is me empowering you, encouraging you to have the agency over your story and your image. That was number 10. Number 11. Number 11, your horse deserves the best part of you. You know, your horse, we, we, I see some horses on the TikTok. I'm like, wow, just because you were over here on TikTok land does not mean you can, you can show these horses that need groceries. Like, come on, my people, come on, my people. Your horse deserves the best part of you, but so do you. And so do what you need to do to be the best of you, whether that means self-care, you know, taking hiatuses from the internet, being patient in your journey. If you are looking for a horse, looking for a barn, looking, looking for something, especially when it comes to finding the community. If you're listening to this podcast and you are a black person in the horse industry, this is a community that you can be a part of. Um, but knowing that, you know, when we go out to ride, so I know that you've probably had the experience where um, you were having an off day and your horse can sense that kind of energy and be like, nah, either I'm going to just do something a little squirrely and quote unquote, it makes your day worse. Or you take a step back and you say, ah, you know, I'm not showing up as my best today. So I'm expecting you to perform at your best when I'm not at mine. So let's take this day off and let's chill and let's like work on something else. Your horse, your horse deserves that. And you deserve, and your horse deserves to be acknowledged for their off days as well. So just take the time to, you know, sit back and gosh, reflect. Like, I, I just feel like, I mean, this, the, the, the onus of this entire episode is reflection, <laughs> but I just feel like sometimes we want to move so fast. Um, I made a status on Facebook the other day that said, I just wish that y'all had the opportunity to ride your horses without structure, expectations, or like goals, like when was the last time you did that? And sometimes I feel that same way when I'm like talking about my life and my work. Like when was the time you just sat back and said, wow, that was pretty dope. <laughs> wow, I've done some cool shit. <laughs> Take the time to do that. You know, that that is how you can continue to show up 
as your best. Acknowledge how far you have come. Acknowledge what big dreams you have to go. And that'll get you there. That'll get you there. Number um, number 12. Um, there will come a point in time where people will continue to ask for things without doing their own research. Um, and I just want to release everyone from the burden of, of being the answer. <laughs> like when I have some people, um, you know, if they ask, well, this is just an example. What do I do if I want a horse for the first time? I don't feel obligated to explain to them what to do via email or via DM or anything like that, because I know that I have an episode for that. So I'm just like, you know what? I got some resources for that, or I know who does, you know, I know that if you are really wanting to hear about how to get your kids into the industry, I know that Sisters Horsing Around has a big platform based off of entry-level information for the kiddos. I know that. So I'm like, how about check them out? They have a lot of resources and they also point people to other resources. They're fantastic with that, to that. But people will, you know, it, it gets very comfortable when you are relatable. And um, I mean, we the fam, we are the fam. But sometimes I'd be tired. <laughs> I'd be tired of answering DMs and, and emails and stuff like that. So just know that you can um, point people to other resources. It's definitely okay if you do not have the capacity to educate them yourself in the moment. Um, and th- yeah, that was number 12. And number 13, I have a friend that's in a program that I'm in that is an archivist and she has a platform called Build Your Archive. And it's, it hasn't been until I took the time to sit down and look back that I realized how important it was for me, I didn't even know that I was doing it, but how many things that I have kind of archived, either situations that have happened to me or thoughts that I had randomly. And so archiving means, you know, you are taking a archiving in practice means that you're capturing images, thoughts, text, in the moment and it's something that you'll be able to look back on when you're years down the road and so this podcast is a form of archiving archiving information archiving stories and it's literally going to be around forever like it's not gonna go away um facebook memories brings up so many things, so many archives that I have, so many things that I've said, so many things that I've shared, 
you know, when I started showing my horse, like it just brings back so many memories. Um, so and people, you know, people say, oh my gosh, you post so much. Oh my gosh, you blah, 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 blah. Whether you post it, whether you keep it for yourself, it's really irrelevant. Archive, t- take pictures, write down your thoughts, write down the different experiences. I remember I came across a picture when my horse was a yearling and somehow he shaved the hair off of his head that was like, it looked like the state of Texas right maybe an inch away from his eye and it was just bald I'm like you look like you got scalped what happened to you no clue but archiving those situations is just allows me to to look back and think back to where I was in those moments and how much growth has happened since then so capture every step of your journey it may feel embarrassing it may feel um like it's not something to be shared it may not feel valuable to you but let me tell you you will be so happy to look back and see how far you have come and see how far um you know when and if you start having feelings like I'm not sure that I can do this I'm not sure that this is for me you can look back and say well damn I've come this far so of course I can do this. And it is just so, I'm just so appreciative of being able to look back and say, wow, I coordinated an entire public health program in college, connecting veterinarians with the black cowboy trail ride scene so that their horses could get cogging, so that they could, um, get vaccines that they needed so that when horses had injuries at trail rides that they could be treated I look back and see you know when I'm struggling to um, coordinate this event that I want to do for YVE which you, you may have heard me talk about on a previous episode or on Winter Circle Wednesday I'm like, gosh, I am like stretched with, with work and with this and trying to put it together, but I know that I can do it because I've coordinated so many things in the past. So I just had to take it one step at a step at a time, you know, having archives and having, um, just proof of these, of growth and proof of ideas and proof of, of these memories, you know, it also serves as an incredible, um, it's just as evidence, you know, when you are starting to do new things and um, really like grow to new heights, it's just evidence that you deserve that and you have worked to get yourself to this point. So take, take pictures, write it down make books, do whatever it needs, do whatever you need to do to capture your growth because you, your future you, well, thank you. And number, which one was that? Was that 13? Maybe. Number 
whichever next one 14 maybe sorry y'all I lost count because I started going off my notes but I have this inscribed in my high school graduation ring Um, it's something that my mom has always said to me and it's something that I continue to say to myself and it's part of the pillars of this podcast but stay true to your passion and it took for me you know, in preparation for the 100th episode of Young Black Equestrians that it took for me to to go back and listen to episode one and just to remember how passionate I was about starting this platform and how excited it made me. And so staying true to that, I, I said, what is going to bring back that excitement? What is going to really um, push that for me? And so I have some things up my sleeve. I have some things that um, I, I want to do because I was reminded of why I started. And so staying true to your passion means that you understand what you are passionate about so it does take a lot of self-reflection it takes a lot of saying hmm these are the things that excite me what kind of conversations excite me what kind of experiences excite me what kind of people excite me and really leaning into that and really saying okay do more of what you are passionate about I am going to do more of what I am passionate about because I know from my archives that when I do, I make a significant impact. And so not only with the, you know, the theme of reflection today, when you are going out with your horse or, you know, all of us, you are here because you are passionate about horses or you are passionate about someone who is passionate about horses. (laughs) And so really staying true to that looks like being supportive. It looks like networking. It looks like challenging the norms. It looks like working, even though you may be underestimated. It looks like networking with other people it looks staying true looks like changing your mind if you need to to regroup and reevaluate and reset the journey that you're on it looks like being true to what you are passionate about so much so that you understand that you are valuable and you are worth being compensated for the influence that you have it looks like not being afraid to stir the pot because simply because you're passionate about something does not mean that that thing will be very accepting or you will be palatable for them. Staying true to your passion means acknowledging that you don't have to be the spokesperson. You don't have to be the diversity champion. You don't have to be... um, the person that people call on when they want to know what the minorities say. You don't have to be that. You can be whatever you want to be and you can take up however much space you want to take up. And if you want to focus on your journey, your riding journey and 
um, your horse business, your organization, your nonprofit, you do that. Stay true to that. Stay true into your staying true to your passion means that you are not going to compare yourself to other people because you don't know what day of their journey that they are on. Staying true to your passion means that you understand the implications of having an impact locally as well as on a broader stage. And staying true to your passion means that you are not afraid to build the table and create the change and the impact that you want to see. Staying true to your passion is what got me to 100 episodes of Young Black Equestrians. It's what has now started um, attracting people who want to sponsor the work that I'm doing. It's what has gotten you here listening to this episode. For those of you who have rocked with me from the very beginning, I appreciate you. I could not have done any of this without you. For those of you all over the world who have tuned in to learn something from somebody on this platform, I appreciate you. To those guests, to my guests, each and every one of you have brought a unique story to this platform and showcase what is possible in this industry. Despite challenges, despite losing motivation, despite jumping over hurdles, you have shown ingenuity, innovation, culture, passion, doing things despite, and I appreciate you. Absolutely. I appreciate you. Staying true to your passion is what I intend to do moving forward with this platform. And I just hope that you decide to continue to go with me on this ride. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Young Black Equestrians. It would mean the world to me if you either share something that you learned today, shoot me an email or a DM after listening to this episode, just with something you've either learned or something that something you either learned today or something that you've learned from this platform, period, in your entire time of listening. It is the affirmation that I am so thankful for and, and look for to let me know that I am going in the right direction. I appreciate you. I appreciate you listening. I appreciate you watching. If you're over on YouTube, if you're on YouTube, make sure you subscribe subscribe to the podcast. If you're on a podcast, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube and I will see you in the next episode. Thank you for tuning in to Young Black Equestrians, the podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast player as well as over on YouTube. And you know what? Do me a favor. Leave a review over on Apple Podcasts. Doing that makes it so that this platform and this content get shared with Black Equestrians all over the world. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode and I will see you next time.